Welcome back to the fourth and final segment of Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio. This fine Saturday morning, you're listening to AM 920 The Answer right here in Metro Atlanta. In this segment in our neighborhood spotlight, we are featuring Brook Farm in Dunwoody. So if you are in Atlanta, Dunwoody, Tucker, Marietta, any of those areas, you want to pay attention to this segment because what's happening in Brook Farm might mirror what's happening in your neighborhood there's a couple things about security deposits and tenants that most landlords are unaware of. And we've got a question from a listener that hopefully will provide some good guidance for all of you landlords out there in terms of when, when you can collect the security deposit in the state of Georgia. And Equifax is on the hot seat again. I remember several years ago, Equifax had a data breach, and I'm not anti-Equifax. They're headquartered here in Atlanta, and I love companies headquartered here in Atlanta. But, man, Equifax has had some breaches of ethics, in my opinion. And it's not what happens that's the problem. It's what they do after something happens that's the problem. Don't forget, we want to connect. Go to gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S, radio.com. You can ask questions. You can make comments. You can push back. You can share your ideas with us. You can ask questions that you want us to answer on the air. You can also request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight, just like Brook Farm in Dunwoody. And you can subscribe to our podcast. We are available on every major podcasting platform. Each week, we pick one specific Metro Atlanta neighborhood to call out critical changes to let you know as a homeowner in that neighborhood whether or not you have an advantage when it comes to selling your home. Brook Farm which is in Dunwoody and DeKalb County from I-285, go north on Shamley Dunwoody, then east on Mount Vernon. The subdivision is on the right. That is my old stomping grounds. I grew up in Peachtree Corner, Corners and used to go to Perimeter Mall after it ceased being a family farm and was developed into a mall, which happened, by the way, I think way before I was old enough to go there. But I used to drive up and down Mount Vernon all the time as a teenager. This is such a great location in Metro Atlanta. It's convenient to everything. Second largest employment corridor in Metro Atlanta, I believe, is the Perimeter Center. Second only to downtown Atlanta. It might be different. That's uh, information is a few years old. Let's take a look. In 2019, the average sales price in Brook Farm, when seven homes sold, there's a total of 270 homes, plus or minus in the neighborhood, only seven homes sold. That means people like that neighborhood. They're not moving a lot. Took 102 days in 2019. The average sales price, 569000 Range from a low of 475 to a high of 705. It's really amazing to think there'd be such a big difference from the low to the high in a neighborhood. Average sales price to list price ratio, 95.2%. Moving forward to 2020, 11 homes sold, took 118 days, went from 102 to 118 days on the market. Average sales price went up $601,000, $33,000 increase over the prior year. The low sales price was 495. The high sales price was 692. The average sales price to list price ratio, 96.7%. Year-to-date 2021, seven homes sold. They took 14 days. Listen to that, 102 days in 2019, 118 days in 2020, 14 days in 2021. That is a significant difference. Average sales price, $146,000 more than in 2020, $746,782 Sales prices range from 612500 up to 900 
and $99,000. Sales price to list price ratio, 99.7% in 2021, which means the average seller had to discount their house 0.3% in order to entice a buyer to go under contract on the home. Currently, there are two homes listed for sale in the neighborhood. The average list price is $774,450, which means there is a 3.42 months worth of supply. If you have less than four months worth of inventory, we say that's a seller's market. So this is at the high end of a seller's market, which means most of the time last year there was probably only one house on the market. If you have four and five months worth of inventory, we say it's a balanced market. More than five months worth of inventory, we say it's a buyer's market. If you hear national economists throughout the country analyze real estate inventory, the number of homes for sale, you will hear them say that if you have six months worth of supply that the market is imbalanced. The reality is if you were a home seller today and it took, you know, half of the home sellers longer than 90 days to sell, um, if it was average six, took six months to sell everything, um, you're not going to feel like that's very balanced. You're going to feel like that's more of a buyer's market. So that's why we use numbers that are a little bit different. I'm not trying to say I know more than national economists. I'm just trying to say from a seller's perspective, from a buyer's perspective, I believe that the months of inventory that we give you is probably more accurate in reflecting um, who in the real estate transactions would feel like they have more power. 270 homes plus or minus in the neighborhood, which means from 2011 to 2021, 10 short years, homeowner equity in the neighborhood increased $72.3 million. Average sales price in 2011, 477700 Average sales price in 2021, 747000 $72 million equity increase. Kingsley is the elementary school, very popular. Peachtree is the middle school. Dunwoody's the high school. Dunwoody gets a school chimp score of 92. If you are the type of parent who doesn't want to monkey around with your kid's education or the school's effect on home values, you need to get a school chimp report like you need to get a school chimp report. Go to gogaddisradio.com, click on school chimp, put in a little information about yourself so we know how to get the report to you. We don't sell your information, no cost, no obligation. It'll give you a ranking or a rating for your preferred school. Also, it'll give you the ranking or rating of the average high school in Metro Atlanta or any specific high school in Metro Atlanta. And it will allow you to either compare your school to the average of all schools or to one specific school. It'll give you demographic information, the average age of a home, um, the educational attainment of parents in the area's household income, all kinds of stuff, percentage of homeowners versus renters in the area, lots of stuff that you just can't get anywhere else. It's gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S, radio.com. Click on School Champ, put in a little information. We'll send the report right to you. If you are having trouble, Atlanta, finding a home as a buyer, it could be that you're using the wrong website and you need to instead use suremls.com, S-U-R-E-M-L-S.com, S-U-R-E-M-L-S.com. It pulls listings from both listing services, not just one or the other. There's two in Metro Atlanta. And if you're looking on a website and they only pull listings from one, goodness gracious, can you imagine if you wind up and you wind up learning that your ideal home was listed on one listing service and not the other. You can solve that problem. SureMLS.com, S-U-R-E-M-L-S.com. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM920, The Answer in Atlanta. Can you imagine, Metro Atlanta, how powerless you may feel as a landlord? You're trying to have a good retirement for yourself and your family. But if you as a landlord tried to enforce terms of a lease but later learned that you accidentally 
violated Georgia law before the tenant moved in, and now the tenant could get out of the lease. Well, we got a listener question. This is from Conrad in Atlanta. Conrad wants to know, can I collect a security deposit from a tenant to hold an apartment I'm renting? And the answer is, I'm going to say, although some property managers would would argue that it's a little bit semantics, but I'm going to say the answer is no. And so in the state of Georgia, Conrad, it is prohibited for you as a landlord to collect a security deposit until you disclose the condition of the property. And so if you said, hey, give me your first month's rent as a security deposit, and let's just call that $2,000, but you had not disclosed the condition of the property before you collected the security deposit, then you could be in a little bit of trouble. So you can, Conrad, do this. And let's say your rent was $2,000 a month and your security deposit was $2,000. You could collect the first month's rent in advance to hold the department as non-refundable, meaning if the tenant chose not to move in, then you know the lease would basically be, be over. But you'd be able to keep that money. You can do that. But we owned a property management company for years and years, and we would always collect that security deposit after we had completed, with the tenant's help, the move-in, move-out form. Equifax is in the news again. People across Metro Atlanta could be paying more for things because of a mistake. This is from WSBTV.com, the news staff. During a three-week period, Equifax Credit Bureau sent erroneous credit scores for people applying for auto loans, mortgages, and credit cards to big and small banks. Channel 2 Consumer Advisor Clark Howard told Channel 2's Dave Huddleston this happened in early spring, and five months later... We're just now hearing about it. That's the problem. Man, these big companies, if they have a problem, man, you got to fall on the sword. You got to get out there and tell people. I have a hard time trusting companies that have that cause problems for consumers and then try to keep it a secret. During that time, the article says the housing market was on fire. There's a chance that viewers ended up paying more for a mortgage than they should have or denied a loan or charged higher interest rates. And man, that's sad. I can't even imagine. Somebody trying to buy a new car, Equifax sends out an erroneous credit report. Next thing you know, you get turned out for credit, or you have to pay an extra 50 bucks a month or 100 bucks a month. Clark Howard said the company never told consumers about it. He says they treated it as an internal story, even though they've known about it since early, early spring, apparently. Here's why this is important. Equifax admits your credit score could have been mistakenly lowered by 25 points if your score, for example was 690 in the good range. Equifax dropped it by 25 to 665, which would be not in the good range any longer, but in the fair range, you could have probably paid a higher interest rate as a result. On a 30-year mortgage on a $250,000 home, maybe you didn't get the 5% rate. Your lower credit score could have increased your rate to 5.85%. That's a big deal. The house payment would have jumped $133 over the length of the loan, which means you'd be paying almost $48,000 more than you should. There will be some level of restitution paid, the article says, but Equifax said on their website, while the score may have shifted, a score shift does not necessarily mean that a consumer's credit decision was negatively impacted. And that is true, but the reality is when you're a credit reporting agency, and my opinion is those credit scores need to be right. People were harmed back in the winter and early spring, and they didn't even know it, Clark Howard says. In 2017, the company admitted hackers got into their system and got Social Security numbers, birth dates, and home addresses to nearly half of the country. I was on the radio at that time as well, and man, was I upset with Equifax. 
We appreciate you joining us for another week's edition of Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio. We'll be back next week, and we look forward to talking to you Saturday at 9 a.m. Have a great week, Atlanta.